Are you a creative entrepreneur who would like to grow their influence, but also is concerned about remaining pure and keeping your relationship with Jesus tight as you do it? Well, if so, this episode is for you. Today, we are talking to my dear friend, Janessa Waite, who is a hand letterer, an influencer, and also an author. She has a book that is everywhere in Target and Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places called You Are Loved. She's here today talking to us about how to remain pure as an influencer, how her business evolved from her you know, going from zero to almost 200,000 followers on Instagram, and how she plans for what's next. It's all coming up in this episode of Holy Hustlers. This is for the hustlers, the dreamers, the goal-setting believers that want to run businesses with integrity, ease, and fulfill their God-given purpose on this planet. This is Holy Hustlers. Holy Hustlers! Tell me a little bit. So I've known you for a few years now and watched kind of the evolution of your business. In a you have. <laughs> You've been a part of it. You've been a big part of it in some ways too. Oh, thank you for saying that. Well, I want to know, like, okay, were you even artistic growing up? Like in all these years, I don't even think I've asked you like the origin story of your business. Yeah. And now you have like almost 200,000 followers on Instagram. You have like a book that's in Target, all this cool stuff. How, like, what is it like to be here right now? Where did you get started? Did yeah. you know that this is what you were going to be doing? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did not know that this is what I would be doing. Um, so to give a little backstory, I mean, I think I, I grew up with a very creative mother. My mom was very creative and she had a daycare growing up and almost every single day there was a craft. And so I kind of look back and like, those are my creative years, but I would have never said growing up or when I was older that I was a creative. I just didn't, I just put that word in a box and I kind of left that to like the artists, the painters, the people that were like, high up there in the creative world. And I'm like, that's not me. And really I just stumbled into hand lettering. It was not a thing I planned for. It was not a dream I had since I was five years old. Like, I mean, I had no idea what the heck hand lettering was until it kind of started becoming a thing in 2015. That was the year that I, um, I remember I just got married. I had a year where I couldn't work because I was waiting for my green card because I'm from Canada and I just couldn't, you know, work. So I had this year of just doing nothing. It was the summertime, two months after I got married. And I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine at the time. And she was, we were getting coffee and she was like, Hey, I need to tell you something. She pulls out her phone and she's like, check out this Instagrammer from Australia. She's a hand letterer. And I could totally see you doing something like this. And I was like, this is coming, coming out of nowhere. What is this? I hadn't, it was, that was the first time I had seen hand lettering. And I looked at this profile and something in me stirred. Like, I can't even describe it. It was like my spirit like leapt and I could hear the Holy Spirit say, you could do this too. And in that moment, I was like, okay, that was weird. And I just kind of like, I didn't really think much of it. It was kind of like a tug. And I got home and I think it was that day. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to grab my ballpoint pen which is not like what I use now. And I'm going to get some printer paper and I'm just going to like play around and just have fun. So that was really what I did. I just started, um, 
I literally just started with a ballpoint pen and print paper in my apartment in 2015. And I just began to create and I really made it my time with the Lord. It became my place of connecting with God. And I really felt like it was a, there was an invitation in it for me to just experience God in a new way. And that's really what it felt like in the beginning. It wasn't like God was like, Hey, if you do this, you're going to have this many followers and this many, or if you do this, you're going to have this business. Like none of that, that wasn't even in the forefront of my mind. It was, I'm going to say yes to this because God is inviting me into something. And I feel like I'm going to discover something really cool with him and about him. And that's really what happened. Like it wasn't like I became a hand letter overnight. I have a very similar journey to a lot of entrepreneurs. It was just saying yes, continually saying yes and showing up in something. And over time, just like any skill, it grew. I got better. I got more invested in it. I started looking on Pinterest and trying to find different styles. And it just, it became, it began from there really. I love that. And you know, you're actually highlighting something that I love about you, which is that I feel like you are quick to say yes to God. Like I've, I've seen you kind of ideate and been like, I think that I'm going to try this thing. And then the next day you're like doing it, (laughs) (laughs) even if it's small beginnings. Right. So like, yeah. And I love what you're saying about just, just saying yes to the invitation versus like the agenda that can come with the invitation, like versus like, well, if I say yes to this, then it means this and that and that and that and that and the other thing. It's like, no, just the simple thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) totally. And I'll be honest, like it wasn't like an easy process. Like there were moments where in my saying yes, I was, I had to confront the giants in my life. Like, I had to confront things, um, especially in the social media world, because very quickly, I think within like eight months, the Lord spoke to me in that eight months of like, Hey, I want you to start sharing your process of hand lettering on social media. And that was before like anyone was really doing that. Like no one was lettering and putting it on their gram at the time. It was just like, okay, like I'll do that. Sure. And it was really very vulnerable. And and then my social media started growing slowly. And, and then I started coming across these feelings inside me. Like I feel pressure. Like I have to create, I have to create something now that people want to see. I have to create, um, my creativity honestly became slave to other people. And it became this thing where people in the audience was um really leading my creativity instead of me creating for the audience of one instead of me just creating for god's approval and and i had to face that giant very quickly and it was something the lord was like hey we're gonna deal with this thing and a lot of times you know as we can run away from our problems and i i think it's important as entrepreneurs to like lean into those moments where it's hard because god's actually putting his finger on something and wants to prune something in us and that happened very quickly and and i'll you know, there's times where I revisit that and God's like, Hey, like, don't fall into this thing. Like stay pure, stay true to the call that I've given you and do it for me and me alone first. And then from that place, it'll, it'll multiply. It'll go further. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something that I definitely wanted to ask you about was exactly that. Like, how do you keep your heart pure and be so, so I mean, honestly, like popular on social media. (laughs) I always know there's going to be a post from you and like you have a large audience. I mean, how, 
how do you do that? How do you stay in a mentally healthy and a spiritually healthy place and sustain that growth for so long? Yeah. I mean, it, it comes back to the simple answer. It's finding your identity in Christ. It's knowing who you are and whose you are first. Like if you don't have that figured out, then any, anything that you do is going to try to fight for that place in your life. It's going to fight to be, to, it's going to want you to put your identity in that thing. And so really for me, I've just learned just in my Christian walk to, to make God my number one. He's like, I get my resort. I get my source from God. Like if I don't spend time with God, if I'm not in the word, I'll feel it. And I know, and I'll feel the pull of the world. Cause the truth is the world your finances, your job, your relationships are continually pulling at you every single moment of every single day. And if you're not hooked into Jesus, if you're not fully invested in like, God, you are my number one, then those things are going to pull at you and it's going to pull you further and further and further away from God, away from truth, away from intimacy. And those things will now have precedence over Jesus. Like that voice will be louder than his and then you'll lose yourself. And so for me, it's just been keeping the main thing, the main thing. It's Jesus. He is my everything. And then everything has to flow from that place. You can only give what you have and, and I'll feel it. Like if I'm, if I feel like I'm just really dry and I'll, I'm trying to like come up with a post and it feels really like striving. I'm like, I can't do this. I could just, you know, like realign myself with Jesus because I'm like, I'm forgetting something. I need to remind myself of some truth here. And it's like a good reset. You'll, it's good to recognize those moments so that you can like be like, okay, pause. You're not important. I need to get back with Jesus and see like what's going on and why am I, what, what lie am I believing and how do I realign myself right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are your non-negotiables for doing that? Like, is it just as simple as read your Bible, pray every day? Or like, do you have a like time even in lettering? It's definitely, it sounds like it's a worship. Yeah. Like, you know, like a practice of worship. Like, do you do that kind of for you every day too? And for you and God and that connection yeah. outside of your business? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a lot less right now. There's, there's been seasons where like my, I'm just like creating season. And then there's seasons where I'm like, I'm not creating as much, but I'm doing other things or God's calling me to do other things. So but I try as an entrepreneur in, in my business that what I'm doing, whatever I'm doing, whatever assignment or thing that God's asking me to steward, it is it literally, I'm like, this is my worship. This, this is my worship to God. Yeah. You know, business isn't something we do apart from God. Business yeah. is something we do with God. And your business and your, the thing that he's given you is your worship. It's not like worshiping with your hands up in in church is more important than you stewarding your business. It's the same thing. It's our heart posture. And that's something that I try and I'm, I'm not great at it, but I'm learning to do be more aware in it that when I'm in business, when I'm on calls with people or whatever, I'm doing it with love and honor in it. That's my worship to the Lord. And that's staying connected to him. Yeah. I love that you said that. Cause I mean, that's a revelation I'm having recently. Like, I mean, I've always known like, okay, the way that I conduct myself in my business yeah. reflects on how other people see even the, the Lord, like through me, <laughs> you know, but also, um, you know, I'm a worship leader personally, but I've been praying about like, okay, God, I don't feel as led to like sing right now, but just, just for a little bit. And he's like, well, what you're doing is you're still leading worship. Like you're leading worship in this way. Like this is how I've called you 
to do that is lead people to to worship through their businesses. Yes. I love that. And you're doing that. This podcast is that it's beautiful. It's powerful. Want to be a hustler, but can't seem to make any money online. You're not alone. I've been there too. And it can be frustrating as heck. Before you throw your computer against the wall, check out my three website must-haves training. It'll teach you how to create a one-page website that'll get your business going fast. It's based on what works, the simple site structure that helped me scale up over the six-figure mark, selling my services to the best clients on the planet. Watch it free at weeknetwebsite.com slash webinar. Now back to our show. Like talking about something that you take from being worship, right? And then something that you're like monetizing. Have you ever had like a hang up about charging money for something that really is like deeply spiritual? Or I think we all know like the person who's a painter or a musician or some other kind of creative that's like, I do this for me or I do this for my connection with the Lord. And then I feel weird about like attaching a price to it. Did you ever go through that at all? Or do you have tips for, for someone who might be going through that? Yeah, I definitely did. I definitely in the beginning, especially like when you're growing in something, it always feels, you'll, you'll always feel a tension of like, what do I charge? Do I charge like where I am in three years? Do I charge really where I am now in my skill level? And, and I think the biggest thing is to just take that pressure off. Cause I think we put so much pressure as entrepreneurs that we got to get it right the first time. Yeah. And honestly, I have changed my prices so many times in the beginning. Like I, charge my custom pieces in the very beginning back in 2015 a $10 a print <laughs> like so but it was that's where I was at and that's the the level of like being comfortable and confidence I had in the moment yeah. and it grew over time it grew as I got better as my skill got better as I put more time into my craft in my business the value increased and I think it's it's okay to increase your prices or it's okay to start with something that you're comfortable with and then grow from that place. But I've just, I have seen people just get so overwhelmed in that. And it's like, don't like, God will show you like, ask the Lord, like pray, do like, sometimes we forget to just ask God. (laughs) We're like, I got to figure this out. And God's like, Hey, just ask what I think (laughs) and go with your peace. And so definitely um, I've had moments where it was like, I don't know what to do. And then just did it. Cause it's vulnerable. It really is putting a price, but you're worth it. And the time that people put into their craft, into their business, it's time and God values time. Time is valuable to God. And, and, um, yeah, that's what I kind of did and would encourage people to do. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a lot of times people feel like they're going to offend someone with their yeah. pricing. You know, when really it's almost offensive to be like, well, I know how much you can, you can afford and that's not it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What about for somebody who is like, they're hearing you talk and it sounds like you're so, I mean, I know you, you are this way. Like you're so led by the spirit. You're so led by hearing the voice of God. What about for someone who's like, I don't know that I hear the voice of God. Do you have any good like resources for them of like how to tune into his voice so they could listen and, and obey like more clearly? Yeah. I mean, I think the best place to start is to, to really, and I say this like nicely, cause I think a lot of times we're like, I don't hear God's voice. And then I ask people like, how long have, did you spend time in prayer? And they're like five minutes. And I'm like, how long 
like you, there is a sacrifice of time. Like how you like hear the Lord, maybe spend 20 minutes, maybe go past what your normal is to lean in and to press into God. Um, you know, reading your Bible, not just reading to get through it, but like reading it and sitting on it, saying it out loud, asking the Lord to highlight whatever it is and to really put in the time and to lean in and to press into God. And I think oftentimes, and I know that everyone's on a different season or a different um, journey of where they're at in hearing God's voice. And we're all learning to hear God's voice. But I've just, I also want to encourage people to, sometimes you just need to like press in. Sometimes you need to press into God and you need to like really grab hold of him and like, you know, kind of like the woman with the issue of blood in the Bible, like she had to press the crowd to grab the hem of his garment for an ant, for a miracle. And, and are we approaching God in that way in decisions and things in our business? Like, are we really trying to grab hold of him for help in different ways? But I would say just like spending, maybe spending more time in the prayer closet or just turning your heart's affection more intentionally throughout the day and just keeping that like, that connection open with God. And then also maybe even asking counsel, seeking counsel, people that are, that are mentors or pastors and like asking, pulling on them for insight in different ways. But yeah, that's kind of some ways that helped me. That's so good. That's so good. I mean, I think in general, like in everything else in our businesses, it's like, we can Google it. We can Google everything, you know, but actually is like the most ROI generating, like the most important thing that, that we could do is actually like seek that guidance. Cause we're going to work smarter even from yeah. that place. Every year, I think every entrepreneur should do this every January, me and Ben will go to an Airbnb or we'll, whether we go somewhere or we just stay in our house and we'll just set aside a day where we just dream with God. We'll dream and we'll pray and we'll believe for him for things, or we'll just pray and we'll ask him, what is he highlighting in our business this year? And so I think it was uh, in 2020, was it in, yeah, in 2020, he spoke to me and he said, this year is going to be wholesaling. I was like, wholesaling? Okay. Like it wasn't even on my radar, but I'm so glad he said that because it made us like prepare and to think like, how can we grow our wholesaling business? And then that year, our income doubled more than doubled because of the wholesalers came and we were prepared and we were ready and we learned along the way. And so even when you seek God for your business, he's going to give you strategies. He's going to give you blueprints. He's going to prepare you for what's coming. And that's the kindness of God to tell us what's coming so we can prepare um, as entrepreneurs for um, his blessings that are coming in addition to running your business, you're also in a ministry. I know that you're a young adults pastor. Mm -hmm. I absolutely know that people listening are, they have businesses to kind of sustain another ministry goal that God's put on their heart or they're just already doing. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to, how do you manage that? Like time-wise, heart-wise? Cause I mean, you're like really in that ministry. That is a thriving, growing ministry. Um, Can you speak a little bit into that? I think, well, everyone has to figure out what, how, I mean, looking at a week, like, okay, what days am I investing in my business and what days are the ministry? And so for us, we've really come with a solid routine where Monday, Wednesday, Friday are my business days, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is church days. So that helps me just 
if it's all mixed up, it gets really overwhelming. And to have a really clear schedule or routine that can provide really good boundaries is really important because it's, it can just get really overwhelming if you're like, I'm, I'm doing it's business day, but then I'm being pulled in all these other directions in ministry. You just need to know what you're saying yes to that day and what you're so you can say no to the things that can be done on the church day or vice versa. So I think that's really important is having a really clear schedule so that even um, people can respect those boundaries and can understand like, Oh, this is your work day or whatever. And then I think just knowing your season is really important. Like knowing the season that God has you in and, and that changes like for summertime, you need to be dressed for summer. If you show up in summertime wearing a snowsuit, you're going to be very uncomfortable and it's not going to be fun. So knowing the season you're in so that you can be dressed appropriately or be ready for the season that God has you in is really important. And just giving yourself grace. I think people just entrepreneurs just need to give themselves grace. People in ministry need like, I'm like, give yourself grace. (laughs) We can be so critical and be really hard on ourselves and put all these expectations that we need to be somewhere at a certain place at a certain time. And God's like, just be faithful where I have you right now. Just be faithful and do it well. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate it. And so just for people that are in ministry and in business, just give yourself a lot of grace because God's calling you to do two different spheres and just give yourself grace, be kind to yourself in that. And yeah, I think that's really important to remember. Yeah. I think that's the lack of like any forward motion in business is that like, I'm second guessing myself. I need it to be perfect. I'm supposed to be here and I'm not there. It's that like, it's that thing that causes the stop. Right. And it really is that like self-criticism. It kills everything. Well, Janessa, okay. Where can people find you? What's next for you? Do you have anything cool going on? You want to tell us about like, share it up. I'm super excited. I have a new book. It is actually an encouraging book um, for moms postpartum. So it'll be a gift that you can give to women that you know are pregnant. And it's just things that I wish I knew in my, that I I needed to hear in my postpartum because it was very hard for me. And, and so it's just a book of hand letter designs and then also a page of encouragement that goes right beside it for your day to day. It's, it's um, 12 weeks. It's a fourth trimester type of thing, encouraging words every day. So that'll be coming out soon. And then I also have my You Were Loved coffee table book that is out right now. You can find it on um, my website um, or Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, Target.com, all kinds of places. So that's kind of the main, the main things happening right now. I love it so much. And I love your book. It's so beautiful. And it makes me feel like the coolest person ever that your book is in Target. And I know you. I'm like, I know her. <laughs> Janessa, thank you so, so, so much. You're so wise. And I just think you're the most rad, beautiful person of all time. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I love you very much and I'm thankful for you. I will tell people listening that Kristen was one of the first people to help me with my my first website. And so she's been a big part of my business and I'm just really grateful for just what you do and who you are and the many people that you inspire as well. So love you very much. Thank you so much. 
Thanks so much for hanging out with me. If you're a holy hustler yourself, but having a hard time making decisions, um, AKA the number one thing you need to do to be successful in life and business, I have something to help. Head to holyhustlers.net slash download to get my free guide, how to make a decision when it feels like God isn't speaking. If you like the show, please leave a review. They help tell the robots to show it to other people and that helps other people and maybe robots. Who knows? And if you didn't like the show, then please don't. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. So DM or comment on any of my posts at Kristen Estes underscore. Be blessed and catch you next time.